Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. And uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, so, you are. What's up? How you been? Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the episode <coughs> in our last one. We mentioned that this was going to be our recap the episode, and the the chapter at the end. How long is it? No, I'm gonna look real quick. No, we're not gonna do that. But I can look. No, but we're not gonna I'm do gonna that look. though. Okay. Anyway. So, in our last episode, we said that this was going to be our catch-up episode, um, where we talk about um, uh, every th things that are tangentially related to Harry Potter and us. The thing is that we can't do every other episode as a catch-up episode because we take a month off. Yes, I know. Which is why we're trying not to, but we kind of have we can, to. We can sneak in. The next, the no. next chapter is careers advice. Oh, no, we have to read certain parts of that because yeah, McGonagall was savage. Yeah, but it's short enough to fit in half an hour. We'll try. No, we'll try. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I still think that we should do it separately. I disagree. Uh, Again, I think doing recap and then normal episode and recap and normal episode and then recap, which we've done basically. <laughs> yes, but we have to stop that. Yes, I'm saying stop that. And no, then no, no. No, no, you're not understanding. We'll talk about it later. So anyway, what's been going on with you? Nothing. No, no, no. This is the, the recap episode. We haven't talked to you guys in like a month and a half. Not much has happened. Okay. The, Why the, you stop the, your skin regimen? Hmm? Depression. Okay, but... Taking care of yourself also helps bring you out of that. Yes, but when you're in that, it's hard to understand that. Yes, I know, which is why you, undepresso you, has to tell depresso espresso you that, hey, let's do something to try to get out of it. Next, what's up with you? I'm saying because I do the same thing, so I understand. Part of me has to remind myself, hey, this isn't good for you. Get up. Even if that get up means I lay in bed and do my skin stuff. Anyway, that's just a reminder that if you guys are going through something, even if all you can do is get out of bed long enough to go to the bathroom, good job. You could do it. So, Al. Yes. Any other things you would like to add? Not at this moment. No? Okay. So, I guess what's going on with me? Um, we went away for the, the boyfriend's birthday. And I got engaged. So he's not the boyfriend anymore. He's the fiance. Yay! There you go. Yeah. And it's not the the traditional um, diamond engagement ring. It's, it's more my style where it's a combination of, of both of us. Like, you know, his birthstone just happens to be diamond. So whatever. But mine is an emerald. So it's a big old emerald with some diamonds. 
around it. Nice. It's, you know what? It fits me perfectly. I was talking to mom about this the other day where, um, we talked about engagement rings in general. And I said, all the women who are part of his family, either through birth or married in, like our generation, like the kids, we all have very different engagement rings, but they all fit. Each one fits its owner. You know, like personality wise, aesthetic wise, he knocked it out of the park. Like this was exactly what, if I had picked my own ring, this is what I would have picked. He did a good job. Very spicy. Yes. So then we also went away for my birthday, which was two and a half weeks after his. And for his birthday, we went to Atlantic City because that he that's what he likes and for my birthday we went to rhode island with all the beautiful beaches and and picturesque areas and just awesomeness that's more my my speed do you know that on my birthday we went to a bookstore that was also a wine bar nice yeah and the the bartender slash uh, cashier was like, yeah, we're books and wine. What else? Books and wine. What else could you ask for? And I said, well, books, wine, and yarn because I knitted crochet. And she's like, oh, my goodness, a girl after my own heart. She also knitted or knits rather. So I met my people in Rhode Island, apparently. Yeah. Hey, everybody likes different things. I just happen to find my people every time I go somewhere. So I think I'm just putting out some sort of honing beacon where I'm like, come, come this way. If you like the things I like, thanks. You're just weird. Why? Who follows wines and books with, uh, what more could you ask or whatever? Well, what about yarn? Hey, I managed to find somebody who said that is fantastic. Yeah, that I would agree. Weird too. You're so, both weird. I met my fellow weirdie. Anyway, so yeah, and then this weekend, that was last weekend, and then this weekend we went and hung out with his older <laughs> brother and his family. So, that was cool. Mother's Day was nice. I got to spend it with both his mom and my mom. Our mom. Yep. And our dad, who was in town. Yep. Which, can I just say, it's kind of a, a crummy thing to do to say, oh, I'm trying to make something up for you, to you, because I didn't do the right thing a few years ago, so I'm going to try to make it up to you now. Oh, you're not going to be here? Oh, that sucks. That's how that went. I mean, what was he supposed to do? talk to me and say hey I'm thinking of coming for your birthday what do you think and I would have said maybe not this year because I'm not going to be here well you hadn't been able to do it in the past two years because of which I understand but he he could have asked first he could have communicated 
The only reason I knew is because I called him after I got engaged, and that was when he told me. So you can't really make surprise trips if you don't know what's happening in the person's life. It just goes around to communication. Mm -hmm. If he had said anything about, hey, even a month before, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? I would have been able to say, oh, for my birthday this year, I'm going away. And he could have saved himself a trip for some other time. I mean, true. Lack of communication. Mm-hmm. I think in general, you and I have both said our family needs to communicate better. True. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's that's the general gist of things. Work is crazy. It's driving me crazy to the point where I feel like in July, I'm going to have to take like a week off. Just, just to decompress. I mean, you probably should. Because my brain is all kinds of not happy right now. Like, and and I greatly appreciate that. What is it? That's that week and that Monday, the last Monday in May, whenever that happens to to be. Or the last Monday. Yeah. The 30th. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'm going to get that off. Mm hmm. Probably not. No. Maybe. Maybe because I'm not like directly in operations. So maybe I can get the day off that it's supposed to be scheduled off. Who knows? I doubt it. But yeah, that's what's going on. Um, Or that's what's been going on. Can we talk about how awesome... How much, how we feel about having watched um, Fantastic Beasts, the third one, whatever the name of it is, something of Dumbledore, Secrets of Dumbledore? I think so. Okay. First of all, can we just stop calling it Fantastic Beasts at this point? Because although the beasts make a... It feels like such a lie. Yeah. Although the beasts, the fantastic creatures make an appearance, they're not front and center. There, the story could have progressed just fine without it. Oh, before we get onto this cool subject, uh, if any of our listeners are in Buffalo, New York, I hope you're safe. I hope nothing happened to any of your family members or whatever. What happened in Buffalo, New York? There was a mass shooting yesterday. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I hope everybody is safe. Yes, it was very bad. There was a few... Ten, ten people lost their lives. Oh. It was a guy, a white supremacist, who's just like, black people are trying to genocide our, uh, my race, I guess. And so, drove up to Buffalo, New York, went to a predominantly black neighborhood, went to a supermarket with ARs, and just... Can we maybe have more gun control in this and country. And let it be known that somehow he was taken into police custody without being shot. Surprise. So yeah. How surprise. Yeah. So if you live in Buffalo, New York, I know someone in Buffalo, New York, I hope everyone is safe. 
Yes, please take care of yourselves um, at this point. Emotionally, mentally, please take care of yourselves. This is not a good situation to find yourself in. Um, talk to people you need to talk to. Make sure that all of your loved ones are okay. And if this sparks a conversation with with someone as to what needs to change and how change can occur, then then hopefully it this senseless act will have served some purpose. Yeah. That sucks. Bad. Very um, bad. So, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Changing gear because I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah. So, um, so again, the beasts, the Fantastic Beasts that we are introduced to in this, in this movie, super cool. However... They are not the main focus of the movie, and they, therefore they the, are though. But they're the not though. Was, the chilling was. Yes, but it could that could have been done by anything. That could have been a spell. That could have been a, a piece of like pottery. It. That could have been anything. And that's why I didn't like it. And you were just like, "Oh well, you know, it's just part of their tradition that they didn't really bring up because it's not, not a thing anymore." Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Well, because we didn't know in anything, but we didn't know previously how they picked ministers of magic. We don't know. We thought that it was like you're appointed or you're elected or you're whatever. We don't know what their thing was. Now we find out that there was this beast that it's a little freaking cute little deer. It's so cute. Goes, you're the chosen one. Like you alone can fight the vampires. Yeah, basically. I'm like, dude. It's so That was a Buffy reference for all of you people who didn't know. It's so weird. It's not weird. It it's, is weird. It's again more information into a society that we didn't realize we needed more information about or we did realize we needed more information about but not technically that information. I suppose. I think the cool thing, another cool thing that we learned is that the Deluminator has more functions than just randomly stealing light. Yes. It is cool as heck. It makes like a mirror dimension thingy. Oh, yeah. And another thing is the fact that Dumbledore created a spell to separate an obscurial or an obscurious from the obscurial. Yes. That's amazing. It's pretty awesome. Well, it, well, well so, you take into account that he did that because his sister, who was an obscurial, died. Yes. More than likely because of him. Yes. Well, 100% because of him, but the whole thing was, I don't know they if don't it was know who did the shot. Yeah. spell. I'm so hot. I'm sorry. It's, it, it's awful in here. Yeah. It's awful. I'll figure it out. Well, don't because worry. you don't have that window open, so you're not doing any cross. cross yeah. You have to I'm do cross rat. breezes in rat. here. You're right. Telling you, I'll figure it out. So let's go back to the beginning. Yes. How dare Grindelwald and his people kill a, a ch- the adult chillin? The adult chillin, <laughs> chillin. That's how they pronounce. I'm yeah. not sure if it's like ch- ch- chillin or something. It- yeah, no, we're gonna say chillin. Yes. So how dare they kill the adult chillin and Dude. take the baby and not 
And how did they not realize that there was a second one? Well, because they were told that there was only going to be one. So they, they got their hands on the one and they just dipped. Yeah. But if you're going to do appropriate recon, you have to wait and see if there's anything else that might come up. Because well, they outnumbered Newt, so it wouldn't have been anything to just wait and see. But even, even Grindel was like... Was there a twin? Was there another one? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Well, because he, he, even he didn't anticipate that there'd be another one. Yeah. So, but his, that, his word is law kind of thing. It wasn't a recon thing. It was a straight up mission to which find is fine, it and take it. But, and they did. So they're like, okay, well. But if you're go. on a mission, you know that things can change at any moment. So you have to they're be able spies, to. Bro. They're just random, like, dumb wizards. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so that's the first part. The chilling thing is still, is just one thing I'm just never going to let go. It felt so random. Relax. The whole movie felt random. I liked it. It felt random the entire way. Okay, so then let's talk about um, the fact that the whole premise of stopping Grindelwald included misdirection like we the art of being random and misdirecting stuff you don't know what's happening so he doesn't know what's happening (laughs) (laughs) that's what it was hold on there's this (sighs) i think it's so funny like you don't know what's happening you have no idea where this is going you don't know where this is going, so he doesn't know where this is going. And nobody else knows what you're going to do, so he can't figure it out from them. Hey, hey, hey. So it's completely up in there. Hey. What's up? Look over there. <gasps> oh, what? what happened? Exactly. That was the movie. Oh, yeah. That was the movie. Whoa. <laughs> but don't, don't get me wrong. I, I loved it. it. I liked the new characters, and I liked the old characters' development a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like how Theseus... Was like, he's just trying to be an older brother. Yeah. And like, he understands that he's not like Newt. Mm hmm. But tell me if there's. They're, 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 them being siblings is like a very real sibling. Like, that's how siblings yeah. are. Yeah. You have to swivel your hips. I am swiveling my hips. <laughs> exactly. No, you're not. Not the way I am. I, I am. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the fact that even though they're not close, Newt is like, I'm going to go get you. I'm going to find you and we're going to get you. Uh, the, the American witch. I forget her name right now. Lolly. Uh, L- Lottie. Lottie. L- I don't know. She I'm going to find out. Awesome. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, cast. Oh, you're going to make me look at all of them? Okay, oh, cool. Oh, my lord. Yeah, lo- Lolly, because it's you, U-la- Lolly Hicks. Yeah, Lolly. Lolly. Um, I love her. She's awesome she's fantastic <laughs> no pun intended um she can make she can make it seem like someone is casting a spell from afar yeah that is awesome well and i love the paper thing that she does yep where 
she you, they end up using it as a staircase and it's just amazing. Well, I think and and as a transportation. Yeah, I think Dumbledore said that she's like Phenomenal. incredible with for her charms. Like yes. she's well known for her charms. Yes. And for Dumbledore to say you're well known for something <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. And I love that Jacob got a wand. Even if it Hey, sometimes you just need to believe in something for it to be real. I just want Jacob real to be, enough for you. I want Jacob to be a really late bloomer mm-hmm. and have to like get an actual wand from Ollivanders and like get sorted and stuff because he's like on a mission in Europe and they're like, well, might as well abide by the tradition here. That would be so cool. Because it could be really funny later on in the movie when him and Queenie argue about it. And she's like, you didn't go to Ilvermorny and stand on the knot and let the statues light up. And he's like, yeah, but I wore a cool hat that talked to me. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. But, yeah, no. I, I like all the characters. I, again, the movie was so random. It's so random. Okay. It's a, it's a fanfic turned into a movie. So, we find out. Yes. That Credence is is a Dumbledore. Actually, is a Dumbledore. So Again, Grindelwald didn't know because Grindelwald did say you're you're a Dumbledore, well, but he said you're Aurelius Dumbledore. You're you're no, 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 the no, no, brother. No. He's he he said that he was Dumbledore's brother. Yes, the one that was shunned and cast out, or whatever the heck he is. Well, yes, to because it's fit his narrative. However, he was in fact a Dumbledore. Yeah, Aberforth's son. Isn't that crazy? We find out that Aberforth had a liking to more than just goats. Stop. <laughs> Get help. Okay, so can we just talk about the, the historical implication of that, first of all? In a real-world situation, the reason why there, you know, there's a an idea there's a concept of scott's liking goats a little bit too much mm-hmm. is because if you were if you were caught trying to steal your neighbor's goat it was a very highly prosecutorial prosecutable offense mm-hmm. like it had a pretty stiff penalty but if you were a little too friendly with goats, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. If it just Slap happened to, yeah, if it just happened to be your neighbor's goat, oh well, that's a little weird, but okay. So I think that's where that all stemmed yeah, yeah, from. Hundred percent. And I think that the reason why we get Aberforth had a thing for goats, it wasn't that he actually had a thing for goats. I think he just used that as a ruse for people to not pay attention to what he was doing. Because although he ended up getting some some uh, unwanted attention for the goat thing, from what we know from the Harry Potter series, I don't think it was a. Uh, I don't think that's what he was doing. I think it was more like he he got a girl pregnant and he needed to make people not think about that because this girl disappeared who had been involved with him. And maybe he was just like, like goats. I think what it was is just like, because he he was younger than Mm -hmm. Dumbledore. 
and it happened when Dumbledore was um, a summer away from Hogwarts. So he's younger than 17. So Aberforth was like 15, 16. Which is when... Having the, his... Yes, his tryst. Yes. I was thinking that exact word, but I was like... It's a little like highbrow. It's like a, eh, like a we'll, two and we'll a half dollar word. Yeah, we'll use it. It's fine. Okay. Um, he is a Dumbledore after all. Yeah. So that's... He, I don't think he would even can think that he had a child. Yeah, well, that that's a whole other thing. Because Hogwarts is lax in its uh, sex ed... They didn't even talk about sex ed at all. True. The only mention we get is that when a boy tries to go up the girl's ta- up to the girl's tower in Gryffindor, the s- stairs become a slide. Yes. That's all we find out. You know? But there has to be some sort of sex ed at Hogwarts. Somebody needs to talk about it. Because apparently Aberforth did not get the, the message. No, well, he he did not get the memo. He was out that day. With the girl, so anyway, Aberforth has a son. Yes, and the fa- and I think it's very sad that he's not really going to get to know Credence. No, no, he's not because he's he's dying at the end of the movie. He, the, that's the thing is the reason why the Phoenix is showing itself is because he's dying. Yep. Yeah. Um, and leave it to Dumbledore to realize that that's what it is. And to tell his brother, well, it's because he listen. noticed when he did the, the mirror dimension thingy with the deluminator, mm-hmm. which is still super awesome. Um, it's because he realized that, like, it's Ash. Ash is coming off of him because he's burning up. He's dying. Yeah. I wonder if he's able to remove it, if that will stop him from dying. Or if it's too point, far it's, gone. I think it's too intrinsically tied to him. It may not be. I think it is, and that's or else Dumbledore would have done it. If he created the spell to temporarily separate them, surely he'd find, he would like look for a way to make it permanent to try and save him, or maybe it can permanently separate them, and it couldn't because again they're just too intrinsically tied together now. Yeah. No obscurial and obscurious has lived in any kind of harmony. Period. It's always and for this them. long. No, period, because it killed them by the age of 12. By the age of 12. Yeah, and so Credence saying, is very much past the age of 12. Yeah. But they're, they're, he's learned to sort of harness it and use it as magical power. But it's it's corrupted magical power still. Yes. So it's killing him. I was going to say something that would be a spoiler for something else, but we're not going to go there. So anyway... um. Power corrupts. Yes. Um, so apart from Harry Potter, because we did watch that together, and Max is there, and that was cool. Max is there! Yay! Thank you, Max, for coming. Yes. Uh, the Batman. Well, before we get there, yes. I wanted to continue to talk about certain okay. things. Go for it. So, what was the what was the other thing oh, that the I wanted to talk about? Blood Oath is cool. I love that we found out how in-depth the blood oath was. That at, what, 17, 18 years old, they created a spell 
that if you even thought about going against the other person, that the necklace attached to the blood oath, the the the, thing that the actual the physical blood, yeah. would wrap itself around you and try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Who does that I mean, it, at 17, 18 years old? I feel like I missed it, but how did... Oh, it's because it happened in the first movie. Second movie. What did you miss? I totally forgot how he got the blood oath trinket. The Niffler. But it was the Niffler in the second yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Why did he let Grindelwald have, Grindelwald have it since then? Like, it was probably... Because oh, he couldn't take it back because yeah. it'd be working again. He... That thing is so broken. I'm sorry. The, it, that thing super is so OP. broken. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I can't, I can't even, as soon as I think about this despicable, and it started trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, that's rough. Who created it, though? Created Was it, it them? T- okay. Because I'm thinking they should not have ever been together. Ever. Because they're, it, that's two very powerful wizards who created that kind of magic, not even when they were in their prime. Like, that's super reckless. And super ridiculously overpowered. Um, What's the other thing? Queenie. Why? Why, Queenie? Why? Why did you go over to the dark side? Why? Why did you help him so often? Why? Why did you well, I spill think, everyone's secrets? I think it's because you see at the beginning, at the very beginning, she is already doubtful of him because she watches him kill the children. Mm-hmm. She's already like, oh my God, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Which is why she talks to Credence. And explains, like, you know, sometimes he wants me to see what you guys are all thinking. Yeah. Like, she'd have no reason to admit that to him. If nothing else than to show that she's not into his Kool-Aid all the way. Because he's freaking crazy. Oh, he's super crazy. And she recognizes that. There's no way she doesn't. Oh, she, she... Well, because she can... She mentioned that his was the only mind that she couldn't read, right? Well, if it, it stands to reason that the summer that him and Dumbledore spent together, either they learned legitimacy and occlumency together... Or they or, were both already really good at it. Or Dumbledore is like, hey, I'm a legitimacy. Like, if we want to play off of this blood oath thing, you should learn occlumency. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? It's a possibility. I don't know. So, either um, way, it stands to reason that shouldn't be able to read his mind. Yes. Um, I'm glad that they got back together. Yes, it's very nice. Um, they got married. Yes. It's so sad, though, at the end when Dumbledore's just watching them because he knows he'll never have anything like that. And that Grindelwald, I swear to goodness, he's no a no one ju- else will love you. Who, like no, I no, do. no. Who will Ooh. love you now, dude? Oh, 
I was like, don't you, don't you dare, you manipulative, evil little man. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what we learned from, from the very beginning, <sighs> that Grindelwald is just a very manipulative person. And the only reason why the blood oath was able to be broken was because Dumbledore didn't act against him. Dumbledore was trying to protect everyone. And as soon as he went to do something dangerous and Dumbledore went to protect, the blood oath was like, oh, I'm done. Wash my hands. So even the blood oath was like, oh, you're going to try to manipulate me? Done. <sighs> it's a, That's some very unique magic. It reminds me of like um, the blood sacrifice or the blood oath or, or the whatever the, whatever it's called. The one that uh, Harry's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. It, th- those kind of magics are really cool. Mm-hmm. Very specific, very unique that you only see once or twice, but every time you see them, it's amazing. Which that's something I dislike about the movies. Mm. So we're throwing a spoiler tag on this in a little bit here. No, we're not because we already told you guys we're doing all kinds of spoiler stuff. Away with the foul creature. Go that way. Of the bow wow nature. Okay. You said go away with you? And she's like, oh, you said away with thee? And she's like, um, no, I'm going to go sit next to you right now. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Hey, no. In the book, it showed this, this, the sacrificial, whatever the heck it's called. Because you remember when, when when in the book, in the last book, when Harry sacrifices himself for everyone else, they gain partial protection from Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I love that he does that. And I hate that they don't show it in the movie. Yeah. So... Yes, I agree with you. Another thing that goes along with that is... We see how powerful Dumbledore is. Oh my goodness. He's so strong. And we don't even see him at the height of his power. Because at the height of his power, that's when we find out that, that he defeats Grindelwald and, and greatest battle ever in life, right? Mm-hmm. He's not even there yet. He's not even at the height of his power yet. And he is a force to be reckoned with. I don't think he's much further off. I don't think that... I think that right now is at the peak Dumbledore. I mean, obviously his peak recognition happens in a couple of years. In the last Fantastic Beast movie where he... Excuse me. Where he uh, has his duel. Mm-hmm. The famous duel Grindelwald. Um, but right now, I think he's at his peak anyway. I don't think there's much more for him to learn. At the moment, I don't think there's much more he can learn in the period of how many couple of years until then. You never know. There's always new stuff coming up and better ways to do existing things. I mean, yeah, it feels like the the Wizarding World does very slow to update things. Yeah, but... Case in point is the Half-Blood Prince. With the updates that he has to the potions... And those don't get published. 
Well, he also didn't let it be known. Chanel, you need to stop, my love. He also doesn't let it be known that these changes need to be in the book. Because if he'd gone to the publishers and said, hey, you know, when I was a a youngster taking this class, I realized that these changes would help the spells. Maybe you should test this out and see if it works and helps everybody else. He never did that. Why did he never do that? Because Snape is an a-hole. Anyway. I am... I... She's causing... I have no regret about calling him an a-hole. He is. He's a terrible character. There's no redemption. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Snape. I love Alan Rickman as an actor. He's fantastic. He played this role very well. Snape is a jerk. Yes, he is. Snape is a jerk who stalked somebody who was supposed to be his friend and then and then not because he believed in the cause or actually had a change of heart asked the bad guy hey mr baddie can you save this girl that i'm obsessed with i don't really care about her husband and child but can you save the girl i'm obsessed with yeah, but in the end, he still was like, okay, yeah, save them all then. I don't care. Yeah, but that was just a, that was just a, I guess if I have to, number one. And number two, my next thing is. It doesn't change the fact that the, the woman that he's been in love with since he was like nine years old would remain safe with her husband and child. So he would still never have a chance with her. But that was good enough for him as long as she got to live. Even though he didn't get what he wanted. You can spin it in a very, like, selfish light if you want to. But you can also put it in a very selfless way. It just depends on how you view his actions. Do I think that he's a good person? No. He still bullied children as an adult who is supposed to look out for them and teach them. Right from wrong. And teach them how to make potions. and And he's an authoritative figure. And the fact that he ends up being one of his students' greatest fears is awful and shows the caliber of man he is but he also view the the entire action not just part of it and then label him as as a crappy person well he is also a crappy person because he outed lupin yes okay but not just on one level because he was inconvenienced because Lupin had to take time off because he was a werewolf and it was the full moon. Because he was inconvenienced and had to cover the class, he made the class do an assignment on how to identify and kill mm-hmm. werewolves. View it from his perspective, though, where Sirius Black is out of prison and a ser- one of Sirius Black's best friends is a teacher at Hogwarts. He never agreed... He never understood Dumbledore's wanting to hire him. He is a werewolf. So what? though he's a werewolf, we can be all, oh, but it's okay if he takes his potion or if he goes into the Shrieking Shack. If there's a full moon, there's a chance that he can hurt someone. And so I think having people aware of how to protect themselves when someone who they're supposed to trust behind their human face is a wolf waiting to attack which is kind of true, isn't a bad thing to have people be ready. No, but... Outing is the one thing that I don't agree with. He shouldn't have done 
any of that because they were going to get to werewolves eventually because <coughs> it was page 394 of the textbook and, and it wasn't page like 60 yes but they were going to get to it eventually it's not like like he had to cover all of these things he was going to have to cover it again but he just wanted them to be ready because their teacher is a goddamn werewolf that could kill them but there, by accident but there is no reason to do the the kids aren't supposed to be out in the forest to to begin with we understand okay, that Fred and George do it anyway. Yeah, but we know that, that kids do go out into the forest because apparently it's a, de- a, a, a detention. Yes, but they're with a teacher. They're with Hagrid, who can't do magic super well. I don't... Okay, so moving on. So he did that. And then, once he wasn't able to get what he wanted... Because Sirius, they got Sirius, and he was waiting for the Dementor's kiss because he he needed Sirius to pay. Even though he sees Peter, Peter Pettigrew there. He never saw Peter Pettigrew. How did he not see Peter Pettigrew? Think of the sequence of events. He disarmed Lupin. He held them both at one point. Ryan oh yeah, it happened rat. after he was already. The three of them hit him with the th- with expelling armor at the same time. He gets knocked unconscious. Then Peter Pettigrew is revealed. Then he escapes because of the full moon. Then Snape is conscious after Lupin's transformation. I still think it's it's not it's messed up, and the fact that somebody let it be known that he was a werewolf again. That was true. Again, that's definitely a moment of him being an immature douchebag because it's what he is. Again, I'm not defending him and saying that he's a good person. He is not a good person. He's a terrible. But, but person. if you take everything into account, if no. let's say you send your kid to a school, and someone's like, "Hey, one of your kids' uh, teachers went to court." Because he he, uh, he was accused of murdering someone. But he was acquitted. He didn't actually murder them. Would you want someone who, who was suspected of murder teaching your child? No. But that's not the same thing that... You're you're making an equivalency, a false equivalency. Because Lupin was there's never no, there's, suspected. There's no way I can, was make, never, I can make one true, extremely but I'm saying, accurate. It's the closest. But it's still not even close enough. Because Lupin... Although he's a werewolf, has never been known or suspected of hurting anyone. Okay. Ever. So at that point, no, I don't want to know that he's a werewolf that that might harm my child if nothing has ever happened before. I wanna know if what, he's a werewolf and is taking the though? Yeah, there's too many Karen's out there. For I, that I, kind I, of information. I would think that that, that information is really important. Anything can happen at Hogwarts. Kids die all the time, apparently. So. <laughs> apparently, yes. I mean, Moaning Myrtle died. Yeah, but then it was another 50 years before somebody else almost died. As far as we're aware, we don't know. <laughs> okay, Hogwarts doesn't what, what, have what the about best all the skulls? Record. What about all the skulls that are in front of the Chamber of Secrets? I don't even want to think about that. Okay. He's eating someone down there. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's somebody from Hogsmeade? What if the snake was able to lure people in from Hogsmeade? 
mean, how does a basilisk lure someone? I don't know. Come to my chamber of <laughs> special stuff. Yes. Get closer to the mic. No, I don't know. Again, I think that, again, if you look at part of Snape's action and apply your, like, super, like, selfish, he's a douche logic, then, yeah, he comes out as being, like, a super unforgivable person. I think that he's pretty unforgivable. Not super unforgivable. I think that he is someone extremely flawed. But that's that's like that's where I draw. That's, that's it. Well, he's terrible. Whatever. I I say this with all of the, all of the energy that I have in my body. He's super terrible. I think the movie makes him out to be even worse, because of the prince of the the prince's tale, where he ends up showing up to Godric's Hollow before Hagrid, and going into the house and hugging Lily's like corpse and crying over it. While baby Harry's just like, hey, my parents are dead, help me. Well, That scene is really weird. I think it's beautiful. Because Alan Rickman's emotion in that scene... Oh, Alan Rickman is amazing. Mm -hmm. He played Snape very well. Mm -hmm. He brought a, a fictional character to life. To where now, whenever I read the books... His face is the one I associate to Snape. However, Snape's an a-hole. I don't, I don't give, I, Snape doesn't have any redeeming qualities in my eyes. I disagree. Because even though he protected, quote unquote, protected Harry, he still treated Harry like trash from day one. Yeah, because Because, Harry looks like the, the person who tormented him for seven years of his life. And then ended up with the girl of his dreams. I mean, yeah, typically that makes someone bitter. Yeah, but if she didn't want to be with you, get over it. Like, it's done. Don't obsess. You can still be friends. You can still care about someone and love someone as a friend. But his level of of obsession led him to basically say, Hey, spare her, please. I mean, I guess them too. But spare her, please. Yeah, again, you're you're just going with half of it. You're not going with the other half where Dumbledore is like, you would sacrifice her, her husband and her child just to save her. Okay, save them too then. But just make sure that she, she lives. Recognizing the fact that he would still not have... Not, not that if James died and Harry died and she survived, she'd go like, oh my god, you know who I miss? Severus Snape. That's not <laughs> what happened. But the fact that he went... Fine, let all of them live then, perpetuates the fact that he would never, ever have a chance with her. Not that he really did, but in the that that zero point zero 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 infinitely repeating doesn't get a one added at the end of that. Just in case. If she survived and her husband and child died. Okay. Well, we're gonna leave this alone. Because Again, you're never you're never going to agree because you've you've decided in your mind already that he is irredeemable. Yes. 
Yeah, so then there's no point in having this discussion. I, I, I believe in Draco's redemptive arc more than I believe in his. Because Draco mm. was, a, was a child who had all of this happen to him. And he made different choices along the road that weren't aligned with his upbringing. So he tried. And that's right. And... um. That's as far as I can go with Draco. Like, I, I try to give credit where credit is due, but I believe he did better than Snape did. What did Draco, and that what Draco, did Draco has do? more of a possibility of of living a regular life than Snape ever did. The only thing Draco did is in Malfoy Manor when he goes, oh, I'm not sure if it's Harry Potter or not. Other than that, he did nothing to redeem himself. Oh, he didn't he did, actually kill he didn't Dumbledore. Kill, he didn't kill Dumbledore. He allowed the people who killed them, who who were going to kill Dumbledore, into the castle. He's the one who led who led to Bill being disfigured. This is true. He is not a redeemable character. Okay. He did nothing to redeem himself. Pleading ignorance in a moment of of of, of being scared does not make you a good person. Yeah, but he was also coward, he also let them in. in. Line. He also let them in because his dad was in jail, and the the worst wizard ever in life wanted to punish his father. And he's like, I guess I'll deal with this and do what you want because I'm afraid of you too. I'm more afraid of you than I am of anything else right now. So I'll do it. But he couldn't do it. But he, he still went up there. He disarmed Dumbledore. So he took the one way for Dumbledore to protect himself away from him. While leaving the people that he let into the castle up to deal with it. Yes. Okay. As long as we're on the same page. Yeah, he's, he's also, also not. But he is more redeemable than Snape is. Barely. But he is. You think so? You you think the kid that was adamantly racist since he was thirteen years old is more redeemable, uh, and up until the present is more redeemable than Snape? I don't know. They're just both irredeemable. Okay. I don't know. It's a very weird episode. We're both tired. Yes. <laughs> That's how you know that we're both tired. Because I was like, I could keep arguing, but I'm tired. I could I could argue for hours on why I think Snape is a redeemable character. Yeah. And the funny thing is we're both arguing the same points. Yep. We're just arguing from different, different angles. Yes. So anyway, um the Batman movie was amazing. Cause Robert Pattinson was in that one and this Dude, one. It's so good. It was so good. So this is so someone complained to me and said it was not a good Batman movie. Why? And the reason why is because they're like when I think of Batman, I think of action. And I'm like, that is what the past movies have led you to believe. But but, but, but the, Batman has Batman always been an action detective. But when he was introduced, it was in detective comics. Mm-hmm. And he was touted as being the world's greatest detective. It is not. Like, it, it's misleading to think that he is some, like, crazy ninja assassin. 
that's like more of a recent addition to his origin. Yes. Where he was trained by the League of Assassins. Yes. But before that, his first iteration was as a detective. Yes. Which is what this is. His fighting, if you look at his fighting, he gets the crap beaten out of him. But it's oh, the yeah. fact that his suit is basically a, a, like a tank. He turns him into a tank. Yes. Because he's not incredibly muscular either. Well, and that was my favorite thing about this movie, honestly, is that we get a Batman that doesn't have his stuff all together. Yeah. We get a fresh-faced, like... Who is scared of heights. Yeah. A fresh-faced, not, like, uh, war-weathered or storm-weathered Batman. No. We get, like... I'm new at this Batman. I think the director in an interview said, this Batman is in the second year of his crime fighting. Oh, and it shows because he doesn't have all of his stuff put together mm-hmm. like the 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 Batman we're used to seeing has all of his stuff together. Like, he's just figuring it out. He just realized that he can do this. He just developed the technology to do this. He, you see moments of hesitation because this is still new to him Which and he hasn't gotten over the anxiety that heights. goes along with it. His fear of heights, I think, was the most humanizing moment for him where he's at the top of the the GCPD and he gets the wingsuit on. Mm-hmm. But when he first gets up there, he looks over. He like backs up and is terrified. But he's like... I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Yeah. And he does it. And he gets... He gets beat up really bad for it. Yes. And the fact that he he sees his himself, his younger self, in, in, the, in the boy. Yeah, in the mayor-elect's kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what causes him to protect the mayor-elect's kid. Yeah. Because he's like, I, I can't let At the wake, anything happen to him because this is what happened to me. Yeah, he literally... When the car is coming, he, like, runs to the kid and literally turns his back to the car so it would hit him first and the Mm -hmm. kid would be safe. Like, I'm not sure if it was things that were, hey, chill out, my love. Um, Things that were, like, decided by the director or what have you. But it's little things like that that make Bruce Wayne such an interesting character. Yes. And I like that he's a recluse. Yes. In this movie, as opposed to doing the whole... The Playboy millionaire thing. Yeah. It's so Tony Stark. It's not Bruce Wayne. They do do it in the comics. Mm -hmm. But, again, we're talking about second year Batman. We're talking about a Bruce Wayne... Who hasn't figured it all out yet. close to reconciling the murder of his parents or understanding... Really had to cope with that. Yeah. Like, older Batman copes with it by adopting Robin to teach him that Uh, vengeance is not the way. I can't imagine this Batman being the one who adopts kids. Exactly. Because he's he's not in a place. Yeah. He's not in a place where he can do it himself. I love, 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 love Zoe Kravitz in, in this. Oh, perfection. As as Catwoman. Catwoman, she's amazing. She fi- it finally feels like there's somebody who did Catwoman justice because Anne Hathaway 
not a good Catwoman to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other chick's name? Halle Michelle Berry. Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. <sighs> She's hot though. It's Catwoman. Halle Berry is Catwoman. <laughs> was just weird. Like it didn't, didn't feel like it went yeah. well. No, it was awkward. Um, Eartha Kitt as as <laughs> Catwoman back in the you know several decades 60s. ago. Yeah, she was good, but it was campy, so it made sense. Um, I was watching a video on a psychologist who was like specialized on body language or something mm-hmm. like that, and he was like. You know, Eartha Kitt is one of the few actors in the Batman world who really sold her performance. Oh, yeah. Eartha Kitt was, if nothing else, Eartha Kitt was a consummate professional. Like, she was doing her thing. They explained it like she had her little rolling R's thing when she was really playing the Catwoman angle. But the second that you made her mad, it would disappear. And, you know... Uh, how she would lean in to speak to certain people like in, in the show or how she would, her eyebrows would raise and how she would like tilt her head, look this way, look that way. Like he's like, honestly, her performance is stellar. Like, even if you look at the source material, which is very silly, very goofy, like she sold that. She feels like she's this like remarkable, yeah, like kind of villain almost. Yeah. And I like that. In, in Batman with Batman himself mm-hmm. we see that he's still too trusting for his own good with the whole Falcone thing and it, he's still tr- too trusting and he doesn't know what to believe especially when he's emotional yep. so we haven't met the, the hardened Batman who is pure logic who realizes that emotions have no place in this well, see, in, in one of the animated movies where Batman creates a plan to take out each person of the Justice League, including himself, um, he mentions that a way to get to him is through using his emotional connections, whether it be through Robin or Batgirl or even at the mention of his parents. Oh, yeah. is because whenever his parents are brought up, his rational mind takes a backseat. Oh, yeah. And it, it obviously shows in this movie that, like, any mention of his dad being anything less than Thomas Wayne, the mayor, who was going to save Gotham, any any kind of mention that he's lesser than that puts him in, like, a spiral. Oh, yeah. Well, and I like that this is the only movie that, associates the Waynes and the Arkhams. This is the only one. It's a newer concept, but I like it. And that Thomas Wayne, although he did something he shouldn't have done, Mm -hmm. did it to protect the love of his life. Yep. It wasn't that he was a corrupt politician because he was trying to get his way. No, he made a mistake because he was trying to protect his wife's honor. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show that even the most incorruptible man, even the best man out there can make a love. mistake. Yeah. 
can make a mistake based on emotions. Mm-hmm. Which then leads us back to this is why Batman needs to learn to control his emotions and take the emotions out of things because he doesn't want to make a mistake mm-hmm. that, although well meaning, hurts people. So, about the villain, really quick mm-hmm. about Riddler, I think he was awesome. Oh, he was amazing. And I like the fact that it made it seem like. If, if a couple of things had been different, mm-hmm. it could have been that Bruce Wayne and the guy who became the Riddler swap places. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah. That was in the deleted scene with the Joker. Yes. Is that like, you guys are much more similar than you think. Yes. And and that's, again, it it's a, it's a thing that we have to learn that, unfortunately, as humans... When we see something that we don't understand, we try to push it as far away from us as possible to be like, oh, there's no way that this could ever be me or that I could be this. But you have to understand other people, their motivations, their backstory to understand that if a couple of circumstances were different, you too could find yourself there. Yep. Someone I talked to, someone else, not the person who said that that it wasn't a good movie, Mm -hmm. um, that the Riddler was too crazy. And I'm like, are you assuming that off of, like, Jim Carrey Riddler? Yeah. Because even he was pretty crazy. He was just much more campy. This one, this Riddler, this version, Mm -hmm. I would say... Wasn't necessarily crazy until the end, but not even, not even like a, I don't understand how he could get there in a, wow, I can't, ooh, I wouldn't go there kind of thing. He felt like he needed to bring the injustices of his city to light. His, his means, not the greatest. Mm Mm-hmm. But he realized that if he didn't do something extreme, no one was going to pay attention. So he needed to do the extreme things to get people to focus on what the problem was or the problems were. Which is that the justice system in Gotham was entirely and absolutely... In chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not what you want. This isn't what you want. Oh, no. So here? I thought something looked weird there. Oh, no. That doesn't matter. The battery's in that. Okay. But still not great. A little bit of a disaster. A little bit. So, yeah, uh, and a bottle of hand sanitizer was knocked over at my desk. We don't know how. Um, well, that's neat. What, what's neat? No, I just, if that was a neat experience. Okay, yes. But I like that you didn't completely freak out. I tend to not freak out anymore. I don't know. Okay, 
Well, that's that's yes, stuff happens. <coughs> so, getting back to to that, um, <coughs> so he had to, like you said, he had to show that, unfortunately, the justice system in in his town in his city was super duper yeah and that they were using this fund that was supposed to help people including orphans like him yes succeed that it was being used to bankroll corruption yep so all of the things that could have helped him gone the people who didn't deserve it because they're evil yeah so he had to point it out and he figured he had to point it out to the Batman because the Batman is vengeance. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's going to understand, it's him. Yep. And in theory, he technically did understand. He just was not okay with the means of getting him to understand. Yeah, murder is not the ticket. Murder is not good. Um, What do you think of them introducing the Joker already? I like it. You know why? Do you want them to do you want him to be the villain in two? I don't think honest, we're I ready. Don't. I don't think we're ready for the Joker yet. I want him to still be there and we know that he's coming. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be somebody else. I would be okay with the next one being two faced. Um people- because then we have the the corruption has been outed. Mm-hmm. Now we have somebody who's trying to fix it, who then becomes Two Face. Well, there's two. There's two villains that I would say are more important than Two Face. Okay. I would say Deathstroke. Okay. It's a. It's a. Mm-hmm. Two could be a movie where this is the movie where we've Batman already seen learns, Penguin. Yeah, yeah. This is the movie where Batman learns to fight because he has to fight to save his life because Deathstroke is. A weapons expert. He can use any weapon in the world. Yeah. And he's incredible at hand-to-hand. So it could be that someone hires Deathstroke to either kill Batman or find out who he is. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, it's, I know who you are. And they have to fight. And they have one big climactic fight where he wins. Mm -hmm. Where Batman wins. And has him tossed into Arkham, but he breaks out almost immediately. Yeah. Well. Or. Or. Black Mask. Oh. He's sort of more of a mob slash gangster villain. But the reason why I say that is because there's a vacuum now because Falcone is gone and so is Maroni. So there's no head of any crime family in Gotham anymore. So having Black Black Mask come in and unite both powers and take over both sectors of the black market that the Falcone family and the Maroni family were managing mm-hmm. would turn him into a superpower in the, the Gotham like underworld kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think either or would be good. I think the I think Deathstroke would probably have to be played a little differently, not you know, we'll Batman see. fighting for his life. I feel like that's kind of corny. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. All in all, I think it was a great movie. Yep. And it's set up for, an, uh, it's already going for a second one. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Not the, what? not the elephant. You know what I mean? Johnny Depp Amber. Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, 
honestly, I don't have much to say besides Johnny has a mountain of evidence that hasn't been countered at any turn at all by Amber and her legal team to the point that their defense is completely gone. Yeah. So one of the first things was Amber never wrote the op-ed. In her opening statement when they asked about her, uh, why she was in court, she said, I'm being sued by my ex-husband because of an op-ed I wrote. Immediately destroys the fact that she never wrote it. Gone. Yeah. Um, she claimed that she never hit him. And then in her testimonial, uh, when asked what happened um, uh, one, during one of their physical altercations was he hit me and I just started hitting him back. So immediately I never mm-hmm. hit him Go out on. the window. Like she just has no platform. Oh, my favorite. Um, my favorite one was where her lawyer was like, she carried around this makeup palette. Oh my God. F- from, from, from Milani Cosmetics. From Milani Cosmetics from 2015 to 2016. This whole time, she carried it around every day with she her just an, in case. She became an expert at blending these four colors to, to block out. Yeah. Uh, bruises and black eyes. And they're like, this didn't come out until the following year. So there's no way. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Like <laughs> the cosmetics company said, and that was determined that that was a lie. Yeah. Like, dude. Oh, it- and the other thing, the, and I apologize, trigger warning right now. Mm. So be prepared. Um, the sexual assault story that she said, she stole from one of her former assistants. Her assistant said, in 2012, I became her assistant and I told her the story of what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And now she's using it as her own. Yep. Um, what else? It's So the thing is, is that. And Amber Turd. I'm just saying. Yes, yes. The funny thing is, is that I actually pity her because she is very mentally unwell. And the thing is that she is surrounded by people who tell her she's the victim because she has convinced them that she is the victim. So, and here's, so they cannot help her. I worked in a uh, mental health facility. Mm-hmm. It was a um, not like long term, like years, but the the residents were there for average six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically dealt with people with personality disorders. Um, I, some of the stumbling blocks, and I'm not going to name any names because HIPAA, um, but some of the stumbling blocks I saw with these people getting treatment was financial. Some of them actually wanted treatment, but they couldn't get it because it was expensive because their insurance didn't cover it whatever she has money Mm -hmm. she could have gotten help she doesn't see herself as having a problem that in and of itself is a problem yeah what i'm saying um i don't feel sorry for her because she should have used one of the other times when she was in in 20 2009 
she was convicted of fourth degree assault on a on a partner. So she should have used that opportunity to realize, you know, this doesn't seem like it's okay. But did you know that that can be used against her now in this case? Yes, because, because she brought she it up. Brought up Kate. No, she brought up Kate Moss. Yes. And so because she brought up because when you go to court, there are certain things that aren't admissible. You are not allowed to bring up a previous court case that the person you are either defending yourself against or laying charges against you has cannot, been involved in. You yes. cannot bring up another case. So the second she brought up Kate Moss, she opened it up. She opened it up and the judge is allowed to rule sort of now. If Johnny's team wants to bring it up, they they potentially can. No, I agree. Which immediately ends her case. Yes. And there's actually a clip the second that she mentioned Kate Moss. He's like, yeah, he turns around and literally fist pumps. I know, I saw. If if he's allowed to bring it up, it's over. Yeah. So. You have a history of. Yes. This, don't you? You have. She, there, there, she has been, uh, she's had cops called on her repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a video recently about her where her friends warn the people she's about to start dating. Hey, I know she looks like she's sophisticated and well rounded and whatever, but if you get her angry, she gets trailer park real fast. Mm. who does that she's she's been known to get physically aggressive with her partners and her family members the sister that she was defending allegedly from from johnny Mm. she's actually beaten the crap out of her and i get it siblings have issues with one another and sometimes you know Un, un, not like to the point where you're beating the crap out of each other, but like you push each other or you shove each other or you poke each other. Yeah. Not to the point of physically harming one another, but she beat the ever loving fluff out of her sister. And there's footage that shows her having a conversation with someone like, Oh yeah, you beat the crap out of her and her nodding in agreement. Yep. Like, I get it. We're going to say she's the villain in this, which. This is not as black and white as we want to say because he, he was not a good partner. No, but I, I, I would posit, I would, I have said this to you and everyone in our family uh-huh. many, many times. And what I'm saying is the person you have by your side brings things out of you. If they're a good person, they bring out the good in you. They make you want to be better. They make you want to do more things. They make you want to advance. They make you want to build a better life together. If, on the other hand, the person is toxic, they make you a worse version of yourself. They bring out the worst in you. They make you do things that aren't for your betterment. They make you do things that are for your detriment. They make you, okay, make is not the right word, but it facilitates these negative things happening more often and more frequently. We already know that that Johnny Depp has a history of alcohol and drug abuse. That That was never a secret. All of us knew that. 
Mm-hmm. If you then, and that he witnessed domestic violence on his mom's side, on his mom's part towards his dad and the kids, him included. So imagine then being in a relationship with someone who is exactly the same. Yeah, I mean... All of those patterns, all of those bad habits, all of those things that you've worked hard to not happen, mm-hmm. because when he was with... was What was her name? Vanessa Paradisi? Mm-hmm. His, his, the one that he had all the kids with? Um, He wasn't that way. He no. was loving and kind. A- when everyone, he was... Yeah. All of his past relationships, all his past partners, like, stand up for him. Yeah. Like, Except for Jennifer Grey... The the chick from Dirty Dancing, but that was also not great because that Winona. was right after Winona, and he was on oh, the okay. rebound, and they got together, and within like a month they were engaged, and living together, like oh, that's wait, wait, never wait. good. Was that was that when he was like nineteen or something? Um, I don't remember how old he was with Jennifer Grey. I don't remember. I'll find I, out. I remember reading an article where, because I remember that and the Dirty Dancing being mentioned, and about how she thought he was great. Yeah, but she just oh. came out with a book saying, um, oh, well, 23 hours ago, he was so beautiful, it was inhuman. See? There you go. <sighs> so everyone he's ever dated, basically, yeah. sings his praise. Like, I'm sorry, but there would be, there would be habit. It would, there would would have to be a history because that kind of stuff is a habit. It's not something that you pick up overnight. Yeah. And Jennifer Grey is not necessarily the one that we want to pay attention to because she was engaged to Matthew Broderick and Johnny Depp in the same month. So that's a whole other thing. We're going to, we're going to say she's an outlier and we're going to remove her. Yeah. Because all the other women who have been in his life, including his own children, his female children, his daughter is like 15, 16 at this point, mm-hmm. I think, maybe a little older. I don't know. I'm not a Johnny Depp aficionado. I don't like, like, I like him as an actor. This whole thing is annoying me. <coughs> but whatever. Um, even his own daughter is like, this isn't my dad. What are you talking about? This isn't what I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot about it. I don't think that they were right for each other, clearly. And again, just, just the, the one, even even if this entire court case is based off of the one audio where she said, I did not punch you, I hit you, right? It wasn't a closed fist. It wasn't a closed fist. And you know what? Yeah, go to a judge. Go to a judge and say, I, 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 Johnny Depp, a man, uh, am a victim of domestic violence. And see who on the jury sides with you. That alone is condemning enough for me to go, you are an abusive partner, Amber Heard, not Johnny Depp. Yeah. Because who would do that? Because, who because, would do that? Because if he initiated and she retaliated... That whole structure would be different. Yeah. Because she would mention taking him to court for abuse. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. not, that's not what was said. No. What was said is that I hit you, and who's going to believe that I hit you? 
Yeah. That alone is condemning enough. Yeah. You don't need to have this freaking three-week, four-week trial. And the fact, like, she kept saying that he was super jealous and he was controlling her career. And he brought it up, too. He's like, I'm the one who helped her get the Aquaman movie. Like, I'm the one who got her her first role anyway. Yeah, so super was it, controlling, was it right? Se- was it for selfish reasons? Absolutely. He wanted to have sex with her. Let's not pretend that that's never happened in the movie industry. No. But you know what? He found something in her and committed himself to her. Mm-hmm. Married her. Yeah. It wasn't just like a one and done kind of thing, which you would expect from someone of Johnny Depp's caliber. At that point, he had done... Yes. Pirates movies. He, oh, yeah. He's well known. She is a nobody. Honestly, he, she would still be a nobody if she hadn't married him. Let's yeah. be real. And the thing is, is like, he committed himself to his feelings and was honest about his feelings and pursued her and married her because he, he thought she was very special. And it just didn't turn out well. But it's just so sad it has to go this far. Yeah. It has to go to a trial that has forever besmirched his name. Because even if he gets cleared, he'll still be... And she gets found guilty of defamation. Yeah, it'll still be in people's minds. Oh, yeah. And... and... Let me ask you, is MSG good for you? (laughs) Um, it's not terrible. It's a flavor enhancement. I promise half of the people who heard that just now, well, yeah, of course it's bad for you. I heard about that, that that's bad for you. Not knowing that it was published in like a late 90s paper, early 2000s paper by someone who was like, oh, I had really bad in like a random uh, uh, New England newspaper about how their body hurt and the only thing they could attribute it to was MSG and Chinese food they had recently. Well, and that also goes to the issue of um, people believing that vaccines cause autism. One paper that was completely removed, revoked. Like, if you try to pull up the paper, it's got big old red letters on it that it's, like, redacted or not redacted. It's a different Retracted. Yes, yes, yes. It's retracted. The guy who wrote the paper completely fudged all of his numbers, had his license revoked. He's no longer allowed to write anything and people still to this day from one paper say oh i'm not getting my kids vaccinated because vaccines cause autism what so there's a problem yeah his 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 reputation is forever besmirched besmirched i'm using bigger words now and it's sad he doesn't deserve it no again we're not saying he's a saint Clearly he's not. I mean, look at the text messages he sent to Paul Bettany about her. They're really, really vulgar and crude and cruel almost. But like, even his lawyer asked, like, which, what part of the text that you sent Paul Bettany were factual? And he was like, he looked at the screen to see the text and he's like, I hope you have a good day. See you later. (laughs) Because everything else was just him being... A dude, a bro, a f- uh, I almost cursed. Yes. Uh, just like a, 
saying stupid things yes. in a stupid moment because he was high or he was drunk or he was trying to make Paul laugh because Paul Bettany hates Amber Heard. Yeah. Like, it could be a number of reasons. And let's not forget the one one of the important things we learned from this trial. Mm. Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson did drugs together. I think my favorite thing is just when he was <laughs> like, yeah, I gave him a pill once to stop him from talking so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like the best, that was the best. Uh, again, again, I we're not making light of drug use. I just think that in this situation, it was funny. that was funny. Again, though, for because people, I think, I think a lot of guys are co-opting this trial to sort of be like, see, see, women are awful too, and it's like, stop. Okay, so I have had this conversation with you before. Yes, I actually. Um, I have a degree in psychology mm-hmm. and I actually did a research paper and by research paper I don't mean like a five page paper with a couple of sources no this jammy was over 20 pages of me writing with over 20 sources okay and I did it on what what we consider domestic violence the actual term that should be used is interpartner violence because saying domestic violence automatically makes people think of a man hurting a woman mm-hmm. whereas if you say interpart interpersonal violence it can be between siblings it can be between a man and a woman with the man being the aggressor it could be the woman being the aggressor it could be a same-sex couple um being aggressive towards each other like it covers more than just what people think with that one phrase yeah so interpersonal violence it's just as likely to occur almost just as likely to occur where the woman is the aggressor however when the woman is the aggressor she's more likely to get off on, on having any kind of charges mm-hmm. levied against her. If the charges stick, she is three to five times more likely to get lesser sentences. So whereas, for example, if, if Joe down the street, who is a fictitious person, if Joe down the street beats his girlfriend and the cops are called and he gets charged with battery he gets three months in jail i'm making up numbers sorry yes it's okay if if jessica down the street beats her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and she gets charged with battery and she gets convicted she'll get like 30 days with time served yep if that and i have sources after sources that i could provide people Mm -hmm. because i still have a copy of the paper so i can pull up the sources that showed that all in all of these domestic violence interpart interpersonal violence cases where the woman was the aggressor everybody who dealt with the woman first assumed that she was there because a man had hurt her And then when they found out that she was the aggressor, tried to lessen what she did without finding out what she did first. 
then when they found out what she did, couldn't believe that little her could do those things. And then tried to make the man in the situation feel like it was his fault that it happened. We need to do better. Okay. For all people involved. We need to make it so that women feel like they can report the things that happened to him. To to him. To him, really. To them. To them. Clearly. And males should too. And we need to make it safe for for men to feel like they can also Mm -hmm. say what's happening to them. Okay. It's not. It's not okay to say, well, women lie. Okay. So in some in some instances, yes, but that doesn't mean that the vast majority of women are lying. I think the biggest issue is the correlation between women aggressors and then them turning it around on their partner, and that being a concern as well. Oh yeah. So that there's it's like multifaceted, multi-layered, where it's just like it is just so unsafe for men to mm-hmm. really go to any sort of like to seek any kind of help yeah exactly it's just i so i have a friend and he's okay with me talking about it because he talks about it all the time he has been a a a victim of violence Mm -hmm. perpetrated at the hands of women and every time he's tried to seek help every professional he's spoken to has tried to make it seem like it was his fault that he needs to forgive the people and that it wasn't as bad as he's saying. Where he has documentation from law enforcement officials that show that it was as bad as he's saying. So eventually they end up trying to put him into like group therapy And he's never allowed to stay in the group therapy because the groups are primarily comprised of women and they don't feel comfortable with a man there. So how is he supposed to get treatment? Mm -hmm. If no one believes him or if they do believe him, they only sort of believe him. And they don't want to provide him individual help, but he can't get group help because he poses a threat to the other people trying to get group help, even though he's one of the least threatening people you'll ever meet. So the system is stacked against men when it comes to men being the victims of interpersonal violence. And and this is what we're finding. This is what we're finding from this trial. Mm hmm. Is that he has to fight tooth and nail. Yeah. To prove that she's the aggressor and it's not him. Mm-hmm. He believe, she has no evidence besides hearsay, besides what she says. Speaking of hearsay, oh, I love it. I love it. How are, How is her team of lawyers going to ask a question and he's answering and the, the uh, lawyer hearsay... You, you asked, asked the, the question. question. Oh, well, see, because the thing is, is that he he has the right thing in mind. What it should be is, Your Honor, I would like to strike that from record. Mm-hmm. That's what he had to say. But we're talking about a guy who seems like this might be his first legitimate case. 
Which I understand that you need like you can get degrees with C's, but Dude. maybe this is this is a perfect this, example this why you shouldn't. This ain't the low flyer moment. No, you need you need like straight up really amazing lawyers if you're yeah. Amber Heard. Anyway, we're done. Yeah, uh, sorry we took forever on this. It's just one of those things that's that's near and dear to my heart because I think that if we're ever to truly feel equal and experience equality we have to take both the good and bad with it if we if if anybody that is a a a statistical minority in whatever group you happen to be in if you are looking for true equality you have to say you know what this person although they're in the same group that i'm in they're not they're not indicative of who i am but this person needs to feel the fullest extent of the law regardless of her status in whatever regardless of her celebrity regardless of the money she has regardless of any of that just like everyone was willing to condemn johnny without any evidence we need to be willing to condemn her now that the evidence has come out Big facts. And she pooped in his bed. True. Like, right. That's gross. I'm calling it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. She pooped in an amber turd. She really did poop in his bed. She did.